What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we have another day upon us, and the big piece of news today is that the Padres and Manny Machado are finalizing an 11-year, $350 million contract. The contract will begin this year. That means it runs through 2033. That would be Machado's age 40 season. So since Machado already has six years and 180 million remaining on his previous deal, this agreement will add five years and 170 million in new money. But basically it's gonna be a new contract that will begin this year. It's just gonna kick in right now. So this new deal does not contain any opt-outs, but he will have a full no trade clause. So I think we can say safely that Machado is going to be a Padre for the rest of his life. Because he has no opt-out, and you know, if they want to trade him, he would have to approve the trade. But Manny Machado is going to be a Padre. And this, this is big news, because just days ago we were talking about how he told the media he would be opting out after this year, because they were not able to come, he, both he and the Padres were not able to come to an agreement at his self-imposed deadline on February 16, which is the beginning of spring training. But turns out, as the days went on, they continued to negotiate, and the Padres realized they wanted to keep him around, which makes a lot of sense. This guy is a really good player, future Hall of Famer, extremely durable face of the franchise. I mean, he really is. He's been that, that's that's what gets you that. I mean, when you are when you are this durable, you're putting up a 6.8 WAR like he did in 2022, year in year out. That makes you the face of the franchise. He's 30 years old. So he's right in his prime, and he has a lot of great years behind him. He still has many great years ahead of him. I think you're going to get at least another six solid years out of Machado before we start to see any kind of serious decline. So this now gives the Padres some big money on their books already, right? They they just extended you, Darvish. They just signed... Xander Bogarts. Now they extend Machado. They already have Fernando Tatis. I mean, these guys are throwing money around like it's nothing, but they realize that's what it's going to take if they want to compete in the NOS. When you have the Dodgers in your division, you don't really have any other choice. If you want to win, you're going to have to spend some serious money. So yeah, these guys have been giving out big deals. This leaves Juan Soto as one guy on that roster who is going to be looking at all of this and like, okay, you guys are all getting big bags, 300 plus million, you know, 280 million. Where's my big bag? Well, I think Soto is going to want to wait for a free agency unless the Padres just decide yet again to open up the purse and write a blank check to Juan Soto. But word on the street is Soto's looking for north of 400 million. People are saying half a billion. But with this deal being done, this takes Machado off the market for next winter, which means Shohei Otani is going to be the one big free agent on the market next winter. That dude's going to, he's going to get some serious money. He's going to get some serious money. Because, I mean, if, if you look at this past winter, many players went deep into the nine-figure territory. Aaron Judge got 360. Turner, 300. Bogey, 280. Danzy Swanson, 177. So, you know, these guys are getting big deals. Oh, did I even mention Rafael Devers signed an extension with the Red Sox north of 300 million? It was 
I mean, 10 years, 313 and a half for Raphael Devers. So what you're seeing is 300 is the floor for Otani. And people are thinking he's going to get maybe even 400 or more. Time will tell. But the deal is Manny Machado is going to remain a San Diego Padre. And he's happy about it. The club's happy about it. And yeah, that's, that's a done deal ahead of the season. In other news, the Red Sox-Braves game ended on an automatic strike call. It was a tie game. It concluded in a 6-6 tie, but it ended because the hitter did not pay attention. He was not ready to go within, within the time limit, basically. You know, the rule is that with eight seconds left, you have to be in the box and looking at the pitcher and ready to go. You have to be alert to the pitcher. The catcher has to be in the box behind home plate with nine seconds on the clock, standing or crouched. So there are a lot of rules. There's a rule for the hitter, a rule for the pitcher, and a rule for the catcher. All three of these people need to stick to the time constraints. And what we saw was Braves second baseman Cal Conley wasn't ready to hit in time. So he was called for a strike, and that was strike three, and that ended the game. It's... it's, that's exactly what happened. I mean, you're talking, you're talking about a big situation there. I mean, big moment where you have a tie game, game on the line, bases loaded, two outs, a full count, and it's a strikeout. And a lot of people were up in arms saying, wow, you know, baseball's been ruined. You can't have this. Imagine this happen in a big game in the postseason or something like that. I think that players are going to adjust. This was literally the first day for some of these players with these rules. So it's understandable that there was this kind of confusion and you're going to see situations like this. But players are going to adjust and it's just going to become part of the game. They'll get used to it right now. That's why we're seeing it being used in spring training so everyone can adjust. But as the season starts and moves on, I think everyone's going to just accept it and realize it's part of the game. You know, whenever there's change, whenever there's kind of some big change people are going to be up in arms about it i mean i remember this happening when instant replay came a lot of people were complaining that instant replay would slow down the game but now it's just part of the game we don't even realize how it goes another thing was with the substance checks you know people were concerned two years ago when they were talking about having pitchers being checked for foreign substances that might slow down the game but they found a way to do it between innings so it wouldn't slow anything down so they're gonna they're going to iron this out. Players will get used to it. It's just that the scenario we saw yesterday at that Red Sox-Braves game was inevitable. It was going to happen within these early days, but everyone's going to get used to it. Just like the minor leaguers who had it in their games last year, they got used to it with no issue. So no problem whatsoever, I think. I mean, I've been looking. I've been keeping an eye on box scores so far over the weekend, and games have been routinely finishing around two and a half hours. Yes, it's spring training, but I mean that that is a exciting prospect for baseball. You know, if you're they're able to shave 25 minutes, you know, 30 minutes off of the average game time, that's very significant, very significant. And uh, it's not just the length of the game, really. Another thing that you gain with these pace of play rules is the tempo of the game. It's a more athletic, more crisp kind of game where you see more. Yeah, just just more base running, steals, balls in play, things like that. 
pitchers getting into a rhythm. The, t- the overall tempo of the game improves with these rules. So I think it'll get ironed out, but that was just a scenario we saw and everyone was kind of up in arms, but it is what it is. Things like that are going to happen and everyone's going to get used to it. So if we head over to, let's head over to Astros camp. So we have to remember Jose Abreu signed with Astros this past winter, three years, $58.5 million. And, you know, he played his first spring training game with Astros, only played five innings at first base. They beat the Mets 4-2. But this is someone I want everyone to keep an eye on. You know, keep an eye on Jose Abreu because he's going to obviously a very strong lineup. This is a player who was just MVP a couple years ago, can really hit. And I think that He's going to be a big piece for the Astros. The Astros are coming off a World Series championship, and they, I mean, they lost Verlander, but offensively, I think they're just as good, and they might be even better than they were last year with the addition of Abreu, a year, a year under Jeremy Pena's belt, he'll be better, and Jordan Alvarez continuing to get better and stuff like that. So keep an eye on that. I just saw his name. I was like, okay, that's yeah, he's going to be a good fit for that team. So. That is it for today. That's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.